Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me this week is a last-minute caller. You've got a wild card. Mitch, how are you? I am pretty good. We've gone from, <laughs> you might need to record to, I'll call you in five minutes. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, well, you know, last-minute notice. You're a bit like David Russell. You thought you weren't <laughs> going to get get a drive, and um, last minute, got a call-up. You see, he's, um, David Russell's <laughs> missed out on getting a main game drive. Well, a co-driver for the main game, the Bathurst. First time in like years that he hasn't got it. But then yeah, he got like a call up from Matt Stone for the um the Super mini two. enduro. Yeah, yes. that's still pretty cool. I reckon that's a decent race they do now. It's a good length. It's two fifty. Yeah, that's a good length. I like watching it. It's it's really good for a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I always thought Bathurst was missing. You like, you got some. You don't have something that happens on Saturday. Like, you got the yeah, you shootout, got but really, shootout's the shootout like done in an half hour. an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially this year, how quick all the cars are going to be. Oh, this is going to be the shortest race ever. That's another sad thing about how fast we're getting. Like, oh, they're talking like it could be under six hours. Like, I remember when Bathurst felt like it went like for twelve hours. I remember when we had to stop and repair the track. <laughs> oh yeah, that was crazy. That one. That was. That was like watching. They go, "Is this actually happening?" Like, are they? Are they, are they, are they actually... fixing yep. the road? <laughs> they did oh, a pretty good was... effort. Though. Yeah, they did. Well, um, let's kick it off. Do you have much talking points from any practice or qualifying? Or qualifying, we do, but for practice in the Formula One. Uh, I. I really catch much practice but i don't think much happened other than yeah Ferrari still being quick yeah i think ferrari was quick and then um i think max got a he top sheets once and then back to ferrari again but i think the main thing is is charles leclerc took home pole position and that's four consecutive poles and he's the first ferrari driver to do that since michael schumacher yeah that's crazy they didn't mention that eight times or anything <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty cool. And like, he hasn't come out of nowhere, but it's definitely this pickup in form is just like, I didn't exactly see that coming. Four times you beat Hamilton. How good is that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's the Ferraris now are definitely the fastest car on the grid. Yeah, which is awesome because it's like, the last few races watching the Ferraris actually be competitive, you're like, yeah, it's fun to watch Formula One again. Yeah, they managed to trip over themselves this race, but we won't jump into that. A um, uh, little bit of random news. You know, Charles Leclerc's doing a little bit of a win cup at the moment. He's yep. he's broken up with his long-term. I say long-term because he's only 21, so how long could he really be with a go? Anyway. <laughs> Three months. <laughs> but he's broken up with his, I think she was an Italian model. who was also 21. Broke up with her. To concentrate on Ferrari and trying to win the 2020 world title. Oh, good for his racing career, I guess. It's just like, I just want to see how much tail I can pick up while I'm the champion. <laughs> 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 oh, no, I can kind of understand, though. Like, it's... He says he wants no off-track distractions. So maybe, he, I guess, you know, well, remember people when in Hamilton... this minds... Yeah. Oh, I can't even remember that. that Nicole... Girl. Yeah, they, whatever it is. yeah, when all his, that yeah, that one, the the massive slump in form he had when that was all going on. So I can understand what he's saying. Yeah, but I think that was just a bit. I don't know what about the Hamilton one, but 
Yeah, yeah. I guess, you know, drivers and that are different. They've got to really commit themselves and, you know, they're, they are a different kettle of fish. Like, yeah, and she's a mom. She'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, well, he hasn't said anything about it. She only put something up on Instagram and then it got picked up by all the bloody trash mags and dodgy Did news you? articles. I know that's, <laughs> that's how I found it. I, I couldn't, I didn't even know he had a missus, to be honest. Yeah, it's kind of irrelevant, really, isn't it? Mm. Max Verstappen's birthday yesterday on the Monday was Monday the 30, was 31st yesterday? Yeah, it was. Is he now 14? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, 15, now 15. <laughs> oh, what are you, like 21, 22? Nah, 22. Yeah, there you go. So he has, like currently, I think I saw something um, online before, and it goes the number of podium finishes for a driver under 22 years old. Pretty crazy. Oh, Max wow. Verstappen, 28. Charles Leclerc, 9. Sebastian Vettel, 3. Fernando Alonso, 3. Danny Kvyat, 2. Oh, there you go. Kvyat's like in the top five for something. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's also <laughs> the top two of Toro Rosso, you know, second person to get a podium. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Kvyat, I think, deserves a bit more credit than what he gets sometimes. He. His comeback has been much better than his start was. I think his start was fueled by a lot of money. Yeah. But, but I think like it's amazing to see how much Max has got over everyone else in this, you know, age yeah. bracket. Well, especially when you look like Vettel or Alonso. How old is Leclerc? Leclerc is 21. Oh, right. I see. I... I Okay, so his birthday is in 16 that's days, on the 16th birthday. of October. Huh? That's, that's my mum's birthday. There you go. Oh, <laughs> she has a birthday with Charles. That way you'll never forget it. Yeah, I'll never forget it now. I don't think your mum was born in 97, though. That's <laughs> No, that would be a, I have a very messed up very family, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Charles will never breed that because I don't – there's not another – 19 races between now and the 16th <laughs> of October. Yeah, no, I don't think that's going to happen. And that won't really match it as well. I don't think anyone's going to beat Max's records now for like in the age brackets. Because you got to think, he's had five years in Formula One and he's only just turned 22. Yeah, because, well, they just wouldn't let people start that young anymore now, would they? No, he was the reason why they made everyone be 18. Yeah, that's right, because I remember when he started really, hey, true, yeah, guys, not enough experience. Like, oh, he's doing all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know, he's doing fine. But anyway, so let's jump on to the race. We'll... The race start. Now, what is your take on this whole Ferrari agreeing to swap positions back after the start? That's My... the ridiculous strategy I ever heard. That's something <laughs> you should have had in the back of your mind. It's like, if... Sebastian gets a really bad start, then they maybe should have considered that. They shouldn't have gone to the grid gun. This is what we're going to do. You're going to, like, give him some fucking some credit for who he is. He's like, give him a chance to get a good start before it's like, oh, we definitely need you to get a toe because we can't have Hamilton. Like, he does all right. Come on. I mean, it's probably <laughs> a good thing that JD's not here because I've already spoke to him today. I ran past his workshop yeah. um, this afternoon and had a quick chat to him. I was like, 
bloody Ferrari in their strategy course is like, no, no, he had a good reasonable explanation for it, but I don't agree with it. So we don't have to air that. Um, (laughs) No, he was saying that basically Ferrari's was like, you don't fight, not so much give him the toe or anything. It's don't fight him off the start. Don't hold him back to then get caught with Hamilton and then allow the, you know, Basically, okay. Hamilton could get an extra wide flip stream if his moves across and tries to block him. Okay, but I the, see that, my, that justification a little bit. But my defense is, well, my theory is, Sebastian got a great start that he was going to get past Charles regardless if he blocked him or not. Yeah, I reckon so too. And then the whole, he's going to let you pass next lap. He's three seconds up the road, mate. I don't think he is. <laughs> he's going to let you pass next How lap. How funny was that? Yeah, yeah, let him pass. Well, tell him to go faster. And like yeah. Sebastian Vettel setting fastest lap after fastest lap. I was legitimately sitting there laughing about it. Every time it went purple, I was just like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> and then, it, then a thing happened. Yeah, once he was setting the fastest laps, I was like, do people not know who who he is? Like, this is multi-21 all over again. Yeah, I know. He was just like, just absolutely, like, I've got a point to prove now. Watch this. What do you think of Charles's on the radio? After he come out in Singapore and said, I need to not be, talk so much on the radio. And then this race. First complaint, fine. But continuing to complain, like, I swear to God, I heard the exact same radio message from him a couple of times. It might have been in replays as well. But it's just like he just kept, I I respect the decision, but, like, what, you're not happy? Just shut up and drive, man. He's proving a point. If you're quicker than him, you prove a point. Yeah, and even when Charles got told to, like, all right, put your foot down, he was only, like, closing the gap by, like, a tenth. I'm like, dude, you've got four seconds of road to make up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But there's another thing that I kind of thought of. Like, do you think maybe, like, the reason Vettel's car did what it did was because of the way he was driving it? Nah. You don't reckon? Nah, nah. Ferrari's come out and said it was no fault of the drivers. Because I believe it was the MG UK or something that was breaking. But he had to pull over straight away. They're like, if he kept driving back to the pits, it would have done so much damage to the car. Oh, okay, right, fair enough. So it was pretty much you had to pull over. Did you hear Vettel's comments on the radio? Oh, yeah, yeah. Says, Bring back the V12s. Yeah, I got a good laugh out of that. Like, oh, yeah, like half the world has just gone, yes! <laughs> and the, 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 you can hear the tears in his voice. Yeah, he sounded... I'd be pretty gutted, too. He was, he was on such a good run. Like, yeah, but even then, Ferrari I, went and... Held him out. Yeah, they kept him out for too long, and that's what started annoying me. It's like he needs to go in. He needs to go in. Everybody's catching up. I and mean, then I think they've gone to like, you know, Vettel, like fast slap, fast slap. Like, no, no, we're the boss here. You're going to stay out for longer than you think now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, it was, extri- it was so obvious what they were doing. We were messaging each other, calling this is bull crap. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what you're doing. You yeah. guys are in Russia, we're sitting in Australia, and we can see the bull crap coming out of your mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was, no uh, one was shocked when they held him out. And then, yeah, oh, look at this. Ball. Charles Leclerc undercut him. It's like, like oh. oh, surprise, surprise. And that's what I was like. I think it's becoming a very obvious Ferrari god. I think we have a new number one. I think we have a new number one. 
does Vettel have a future at Ferrari? Um, well, he does next year, doesn't he? No, this is the last year of his contract. He hasn't oh, signed off. Still hasn't. No. Does he? Is he going to want to be there by the end of this year? If this run continues, you reckon he's going to want to hang around? Where will he go? Yeah, that's true too. Mercedes won't want that bomb going off in their garage. Like no. him and Hamilton in the same team. Like, no way. <laughs> Helmut Marco's come out and said, he's the one that actually said, Vettel's got no future at Ferrari after this weekend. And they've gone, well, would you take him back at Red Bull? And he goes, no, nah, he doesn't. There's, he's not in our philosophy. Like, Red Bull don't take old drivers and go, come back here. Yeah, the only time they've taken old like, drivers is when they, they started it and they got, like, Weber and cool DC. Up. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's why Vettel was, of, like, favoured over Weber, too, because he came from the young driver program. Weber yeah. was an outsider. Anyway. Vettel's... He's bloody... He's like the same age as us, really, I think. It's scary. Very close to, yeah. I know, and I can't believe he's got three more world championships than me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got... Do you have one world championship? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, what? Vettel's 32. Same age as you. I'm a year younger. Yeah. I've still got I'm, actually a, I'm a little bit older than Vettel. Not by much, though. Oh, by two months. Or by a month and a bit. Yeah, it's still not that much. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yet, I think Vettel's got more stupid haircuts than me anyway. God, sometimes <laughs> Vettel's hairstyling is just as bad as Hamilton's. Oh, that's a big call. After that ridiculous thing that suddenly said this weekend. <laughs> 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 oh, geez. Podcasting about driver's haircuts. Yeah, when JD's on the podcast, we don't talk about driver's haircuts. But when you're here, we talk about the hard cutting, hard hitting question the about what the hell is on Hamilton's head. <laughs> Did something die back there? Are you leaving there out of respect? Little, he's not wearing those little Ali G hats anymore, is he? Like he was at the start of the season? I think so. Maybe he was wearing that to grow his hair out. It's definitely a lot longer than what it was at the start of the year. Yeah, 100%. For sure. <laughs> Talking about Hamilton's hair. <laughs> but yeah, what is uh, on it? If anyone knows the answer, write in. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ham- okay, we can talk Hamilton about not his hair. He did set the record this weekend for most laps led ever. Wait. He beat... Um, should we back up to how he got to the lead, by the way? Uh, if we're going to talk about leading laps. <laughs> uh, would you want to you recap? So, What even caused? So there was a virtual safety car. Virtual safety car was for Vettel's car dying. Ah, uh, yeah, v- Vettel's car dying. So that pretty much Ferrari gifted so at, at that point, is, At that point in time, the two Ferraris had pitted. The yeah. two Mercedes hadn't pitted. So the Mercedes were already out in front, but they would have fallen behind the Ferraris once they'd pitted under green flag conditions. And it would have then, all gone back to how the race was before, yeah. Yeah. Then Sebastian Vettel got told to pull the car over and stop. And he got told, he asked on the radio, he's like, you serious? 
Yeah, you're, like, you're serious yeah, right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to stop now. Stop, stop. So he, he stopped. He was not happy. You saw him got out of the car. He was really upset and annoyed. Um, would be leading a race and all. Safety car came, or well, the virtual safety car came out. Hamilton then pitted under the safety car, so it's turned his pit stop. I think, argument's sake, say it was 18 seconds pit transit time under virtual safety car. It's equivalent of 13 seconds, so you're saving, you know, five, six seconds in a pit stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That allowed him to still come out in front of the cars. Then I believe it was Hamilton, Leclerc, Bottas. Yeah, and then Leclerc went in to get some reds on. Yeah, but that try. was on under safety car because then uh, George Russell crashed under virtual that's, safety car. Yeah, that's right. He just went sliding off into that. Well, if you see, his front left wheel is pointing in the wrong direction before he even come up to that corner. Yeah. So, brake failure, something snapped. He's just gone straight into the wall. That brought out the actual safety car, which bunched the field up. That's and then right. that's, yeah, yeah. that's why Ferrari then had to pit the clerk because he would have been a sitting duck out there. And they had to roll the dice and do something. Do you, do you reckon he could get... have held Bottas up and off though? To stay where he was? No, I don't think he did because he was the Mercedes started on the yellow mark tires. Ah, and they right. and they were the finishing reds. up on the red, yeah. yeah they were right. going to be on much different tyre compound, and then they would have been Bottas's with newer and the softer compound. So he would have been, he would have been gone. Like yeah. He would have finished third anyway, so he might as well just go in quickly, bowl a set of reds on. Give it a shot, see if he can pressure him into a mistake. And he sort of did. He closed the gap up, but like yeah. Paul Dress was saying, Bottas drove really well, and he can defend. Yeah, he puts the car exactly where it needs to be. He can be slower in sections, but he's quick where he needs to be. He knows where the weakness of the Ferrari is. So he's like, if I'm quicker through here, your strengths aren't enough to catch me up. Mm. Now, before we actually started recording, we got into a good little conversation. I was like, we need to shut up and record this. Yeah, now, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. So, Duresta, he was very vocal in the commentary, which is actually, I quite like Duresta. What do you think of Duresta's commentating? Yeah, he's pretty good. Handles? I like him. He's, um, he doesn't really hold back, as we're about to talk about. And mm-hmm. he's, you know, drove for long enough that you believe what he says because he's done it. <laughs> yeah. So did you want to you talk about what he was pretty much hammering home? It, well, that under virtual safety car conditions, they shouldn't be allowed to pit because... It's not entirely the same as a safety car. We're trying to pause the race as is. Letting mm. people pit and gain advantage under virtual safety car is not pausing the race as is. Yeah. And, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, no, this is right. Because the whole idea is what you're saying. What the commentators, and they all pit it as is, think of a scale electrics track. And everyone's yeah. going at the same speed. Well, the scale electrics track doesn't have a pit. So maybe under virtual safety car, you shouldn't be able to pit. I agree. Under normal safety car, because that becomes part of strategies and whatnot, it's a bit different. But and I know we do sound like the the two people whose team got screwed over by pitting under virtual safety car, and if it was the other way around, we'd be like, it's fine. But <laughs> I, 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 I get what he's saying, though. The whole idea for virtual safety car is like there's something minor happen. We just need to pause the race real quick, sort that out. Then pause the race and sort that out. 
But if you're going to allow people to gain advantage, you're not pausing the rates. You're not neutralizing mm. anything. You're giving people advantages. Yeah, but I definitely think you should be able to still pit under safety car. That's that is. Well, that's ingrained in racing. It's like, well, if you relate it to V8s, you wouldn't say don't pit under safety car because most teams work that into their strategy. They're like, well, this track, we pretty certain we're going to get a safety car. And like with Bathurst coming up, you're pretty certain you're going to get a safety car at some oh, point. So you sort of... We only got three last year. Still three. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. But okay, maybe, maybe it's not as common as it used to be. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Which is probably true. It really isn't. But it's still part of the strategy that they think about. Yeah. But virtual safety car, if you're going to call it neutralizing or pausing a race... That's not what you're doing. Yeah. No, I'm, def- I'm, I'm more leaning now towards maybe banning the pit stops under virtual. Yeah, I reckon so. I think it would just be a good little thing. I mean, hell, we're going to bloody reverse race to, like reverse grid race to the grid thingies, like sad day races next year, which is all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. So why don't we do that? Yeah. But um, I think the other point with a safety car is too, they're generally a lot longer. They are taking up laps of the race. Whereas mm. virtual safety cars generally aren't like for virtual a safety time. cars generally like a lap, yeah, exactly. two laps Whereas max. Safety car comes out, you're doing at least three laps most of the time, at mm. least. So, but you know, something I notice when you, when the safety cars do come out and they will bunch the field up, you notice how long Formula One tracks actually are. You're like, oh man, it actually takes a while behind the safety car to do a lap here. Yeah, I know it's like a Sunday drive, isn't it? Like, oh my god, are we there yet? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get to the pub and have a feed, mate. Come on. <laughs> um, other standout drivers from this weekend, I think Alex Albon did a fantastic job. Like, okay, he had that off in qualifying and destroyed the car. He, he lost Shit. a lot. Of, before <laughs> that, he'd already lost a lot of confidence and that couldn't help because didn't he have something happen in practice too? I believe. I'm not sure, but I thought I heard something about that. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, but anyway, he started from pit lane and finished fifth. Yeah. He... I know we had five people, like, you know, obviously five or six cars retired from the race. But, but still, he's proving he knows how to use that Red Bull properly. Yeah. Maybe passed, not as properly um, as Max, but still, he hasn't been driving it for as long either. What he? I always forget that at this time last year, Alex Albon wasn't even thinking about driving Formula One. He was thinking about what he was going to have for lunch at school. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's a bit old on that. Yeah, he was old. signed on for Nissan to drive their Formula E. Oh, yeah. There you go. He's, he's got to be yeah. pretty pretty happy with himself then. Oh, I honestly think, like, Alex Albon's doing everything he needs to to stay in that Red Bull next year. Oh, yeah, I reckon you'd be, like, if you had that, if you had to answer the question right now, you'd be stupid to say no, because he has—he's done a really good job with it. Mm. Better than like, the other bloke. What's his name? The Frenchie? No. No, Pierre did all right this weekend. He actually held Alex up for a bit. I see that, and then the uh, where Alex had to pass him around the outside. You're like, oh, here we go. It's making it hard for you. <laughs> Watching the race when Hamilton? No, not Hamilton. When? Verstappen and Norris come up, or Verstappen come up on Norris, I think it was. I was like, oh, I'm interested to see this because they're 
quite friendly with each other. They do a lot of iRacing and stuff online, like Norris streams it all on Twitch and that. And I've been watching a bit of it, and it's pretty funny. Those two yeah, I've seen a bit of it. Online entertaining, is, for sure. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, obviously, they've, they've done a lot of racing together. They did the 24-hour race on iRacing. Um, do you reckon they would be, he'd be a little bit more ballsy with him? Because they can trust each other more. Is that yeah, what you're getting at? Yeah, I'm trying to get like yeah, getting at that. Like, obviously, McLaren knows that. Well, you know, Lando knows in the McLaren, he's not really going to hold up Max. Yeah, it's inevitable. He's going to pass him. But like, would would they have a? Would he put up a bit more of a fight because he reckons are? Oh, yeah, maybe. I wanted to see the onboard because I thought they were going to have a bit of a battle, but they sort of cut it, and you didn't really see any of the passing. He come up on him, and then they went to something else, and then he got past. I was like, oh, I just, I don't know. I just want to see them battle. Yeah, Especially was... now with well, the big news that we didn't even touch on before we started this, but it's fine because we don't really have a race run sheet structure. McLaren are going to go to Mercedes from 2021. Yeah, I reckon that's going to be like McLaren come back. Like, just loop back around to when you used to be good with Mercedes motors, and that'll do the trick. <laughs> yeah, you reckon that may be... Hamilton might go back there to retire because of the whole he loves Senna and Senna and McLaren. Yeah, hold that whole deal. I, I could actually, I could see him going back there because it's not like he left there on bad terms. It's not like he was absolutely rubbishing him on the, as he was going out the door. Nah, but boy, did he pick a good time to leave. Yeah, I seen like a bit of a mini YouTube documentary and sort of. He was being groomed by Mercedes, and they're like, "Look how much money we're spending." I think that would have made me. This could probably be something. Still yeah. a big risk that paid off for him for sure. It's huge risk. Mercedes hadn't won like a GP or something. <laughs> Mercedes sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but that leaves Renault as the only Renault power unit powered car. Which leaves them with no customers paying for their R&D. How long do you reckon they're going to hang around? Not long. I don't reckon Not so. Long. I reckon that's the Renault, why like, the hey. Renault engines cost more than the Mercedes engines, but yeah. apparently that's because of the labor force in France is the laws and stuff. They have to pay them a fair bit. Oh, righto. Not saying that, you know, these guys building, you know, Formula One engines, I don't think you're on Struggle Street anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> I think... The workforce in France is paid more than, say, the workforce in... Like Italy or something. Uh, or Germany, I assume, Mercedes built their engines in Germany. Oh, yeah, yeah, obviously. But I was talking in general for some strange reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, like, like their workplace rules, like we have here, awards and whatnot. They're mm. just at a higher rate. Yeah, makes sense. I kind of figured it would be, like, partially, like, somebody's got to pay for the development on these engines. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know what Renault's going to do. I reckon like, they'll be out in a couple of years. Maybe that's why they're ramping down. <laughs> like, hey, if you McLaren, see Vettel not signing on with Ferrari, like, your obvious choice would go Ricardo. He must have an out to go to Ferrari. He'd have a performance out for sure. And everyone, I guess, like, if Ferrari comes, I'm going in their contract. Yeah, and then maybe Hulkenberg might still get a seat. Do you reckon? <laughs> but then where's Patel going to go? Oh, maybe Patel's... He's maybe won his four championships. He's married. He married his partner earlier this year. He's got a couple of kids. Um, I'm rich as shit. I'm out. See you later. 
I'm going to Rosberg it, but I still did better than he did. Yeah, Rosberg was a different kettle of fish as well. Yeah. I don't think I think he quit because he couldn't have handled another year of mental battle with Lewis. <laughs> oh, I, I can't you know, keep that, this. I don't think many people could put up with the battle that they put up, like the mental strain that they put on each other. No, nah, not a chance. I'd crack. I'd be like, nah, man, I'm out. Don't worry about it. Keep your money. Keep your car. Going home. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some other news that we had. Simona Di Silvestro put some news up that she has signed on with the Porsche Formula E team. As a test driver, though. Test driver and development driver, um, which requires her to do laps in the simulator in Germany and attend Formula E E Prix. Do you think that means she's gone from... She's gone. She's done. (laughs) I was going to say it. I'm pretty confident she is done. Yeah. Kelly Racing is pretty much all but said they were going to run two cars next year. Two Mustangs. Yeah. That'd be cool. I've been down for that. So you pretty much got Rick Kelly and Heingardner, I think, are the two that are going to stay on. They're the two I'd pick. Um... Unfortunately, Gary Jacobson's probably out. Um, Simona's gone, which means there's going to be two more rec licenses handed back. I don't know how long until someone needs to, how long supercars need to hold on to them before they can put them out for tender again. I don't know. Like, I don't understand any reason why they should hold on at all. They're like, oh, we got two spots. Who wants in? Who wants in? Like, just get them out there. Get more cars on the grid. Yeah, because we're just sh- the grid is shrinking. Yeah, it really is. So, no do you, wh- how do you class Simona's time in supercars? Uneventful, <laughs> uneventful, <laughs> short-lived. The only times I can recall her doing well is in New Zealand and Newcastle. Not saying, yeah. like, otherwise she was just tailing the field. Like yeah. she might have been in front of like Jacobson or occasionally Hazelwood and a couple other like dudes that hanged out that hung out at the back last year and that, but she didn't really achieve much. No, and, and I think she was probably in the best car her first year doing Bathurst, the Supergirls, or whatever they called them, when she was yeah, in F. She did a pretty good job in that. I'll give her credit for that for sure. Until Gracie crashed it. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's gone now. Hey, I I don't know what she's doing now. Renee Gracie, Facebook stalker. <laughs> oh, that's weird. I'm sure she has a fan page. Because she's not in the Super Twos. I don't know what she's doing. Are you looking her up? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. She's got a Mustang, and that was a long time ago. She was in Japan. I don't see anything about race cars. Japan. <laughs> um, yeah, I. from what I can gather, she has... This is like a fan page, and it's like nothing about racing on here. Oh, um, okay. so Maybe she's taking a break. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't think she's doing much fan. <laughs> All right, well, you know, for everyone that makes it, there's a lot of people that don't make it. Yeah, which is, you know... There's plenty of blokes out there that didn't make it too. <laughs> yeah. So do you think 
getting Simona in was like this big, oh, we've now got a female in the main game. Are we going to do a big push to get another one as she goes? Who would you get? I don't know. I honestly think maybe Supercars, instead of chucking someone in the main game, let's get... Let's... Put more money into Super 2 development drivers. Yeah. Let's get one into Super 2s. Get them in there. Get them winning races in Super 2s. Let them move up. That's how everyone comes up these days, really. Like, most of the drivers coming up through the field, at least a couple of races in, like, Super 2, they're all... That's, that's how you get up there. Like, just chucking... And any international driver, really, would have benefited, like, from some Super 2 racing. Hmm. Well, we've talked about international drivers. We've got the wild card that's got released. How cool does their car look? Straight up looks like a cartoon or something. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So what we're talking about is the Walkinshaw and Jetty United Bathurst wild card driven by Alexander Rossi and James Hindcliffe. Hinchcliffe. Hinchcliffe? Yeah, sorry. Um, Yeah, it looks good. It looks almost like WD-40. Yeah, it does a bit. Eh? <laughs> Love it, the, the blue and the yellow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> WD forty colors. It doesn't say WD forty on it. Yeah, they got the uh, the red, white, and blue in it. Is NAPA Auto Parts? Is that an American company or? Oh, I guess so. National something something parts or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The cars look good. I'd be interested to see how they go. Two indie drivers. I think yeah, this they're... is what. This is what Penske should do. Like, if these I guys go well, I gar- I reckon Penske will run one um a wild card next year. I reckon it'd be pretty cool if they did. I like it when they run like wild cards at Bathurst. You know, it's not like sometimes they go really well, sometimes they don't. Either way, it's more people racing. <laughs> Another car that's got a livery release is the Triple Eight. Cars. Also, like, I think that looks pretty cool. Yeah, so they've done a HDT, so the whole Holden dealer team, retro livery inspired, and it looks tough. Like, it does look tough. It's just it, red, black, and white. Yeah, it's like old school, but it looks really good on the car. Mm. It's really well. I hear that Matt Stone Racing are doing an old SP livery, I think. Are they? I noticed... I've seen something on Facebook about it. I could be wrong, but... Well, the Speed Cafe released the, the gallery of the cars because a lot of the teams are doing pre-season testing or pre-Bathurst testing. Yeah, um, there was a test at uh, QR the other day, wasn't there? Yeah, QR yesterday and then Winton Prima. today. Prema had a brake failure. Yes, he did. But he still said it's all right. So they, they apparently won't affect their prep into Bathurst. But yeah, what I was saying is the Matt Stone car was unmarked. And so oh, yeah. Car. Oh, so the Kostecki's, what do you reckon they're going to... How do you reckon they're going to go, like, honestly? I don't expect anything spectacular from them. I, I think they'd be happy with, race. like, a t- <laughs> if they get top 15, they'd be static. You'd have to be happy with it. There's, like... Like, Brody's a really good driver, and... Oh, he's the other one. Jake Kostecki is the other yeah, one. Yeah, Jake. Yeah, because Kirk is triple Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, and he, he's pretty decent too. It's just they don't really have massive amounts of experience. And who's engineering the car? Is it Kostecki brothers themselves or is it, are they running with someone else? 
I think they're um, I think they're doing it all because it's their oh. t- they've they've pulled out of Super Twos for the like this year now they're like no nah, we're just concentrating on this let's go for a big push because it's not a it's not a hidden fact that KBR or Kaseki Brothers Racing want to try and get into the main game. Yeah. Which would be cool. I don't see why they don't let them in. They want in. They got the money. Let them do it. <laughs> Even if they don't have the money, that's not your problem. <laughs> <laughs> and after the round in New Zealand, right, where Walkinshaw ran that Mobile One car, have you seen the livery for bloody um, Percat's car? Because I... it's a Brock-inspired... Yeah, I did um... see that. It's like almost the exact same thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's a Brock inspired livery, but it doesn't have mo. It just says mobile on it. it doesn't have mobile one. Are they different? Uh, is uh, mobile just the fuel, and mobile one is an oil? Is that what it is? I reckon that's exactly what it is. I reckon you bang on there. On uh, the Matt Stone car, they're running the 2012 SP Racing livery. Ah, uh, that should be pretty cool. It does look pretty cool. It's the one that has all the um, it's uh, all the highlights are like fluoro orange. Yeah. Yep. So, 2012, yeah. is that? No, no, 2013 is the one I'm thinking. That was the Mario Engel Mustang. The Mario Engel E63, sorry. Ah, oh, yeah, no, no, not that one. That was still a pretty, man, that was a pretty good livery, though. Yeah, it was. Um, I was going to look something else up. I forgot now. <laughs> ah, no, See, that's Brock Feeney took out Super 3s. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That was... Um... And he was then testing the... DJR Mustang on at Queensland Raceway. All right, I did not see that he was testing. Do it. Uh, well, they were doing 2020 engine development runs, and you're not allowed to use your main game guys in the car for that. Uh, for those that's running, why Stevie Johnson was driving. The car Stevie too. Johnson was driving it, and Brock Feeney because Brock Feeney's without saying that he drives an FGE from Paul Morris Racing. But it's still the same engine manufacturer and same engine ECU and stuff like that. It's all a Motec engine that they're running. Yeah, right. Eh? Um, even though it's a pre-car of the future car that Brock's driving, but they still reckon his feedback would be valuable. And it'd be good just to get him some seat time. Yeah, especially in the newer car. So he's, he was the youngest ever winner of a supercar title. of 16 years old. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. He's like really, really young. Like, I thought he was like eighteen or something. I didn't realize he was sixteen. Yeah. Paul Morris does some pretty good shit for young drivers around Queensland, eh? <laughs> oh yeah. I, Paul Morris does a lot more work than I think people give him credit for. He's starting to get the credit for it though these days. I think yeah. his um the podcast with Russell and the stuff he's done lately has helped him improve his image. Ever since he won Bathurst, I think people sort of looked at him a bit different. Like, oh, yeah, this guy can drive and drink <laughs> beer. <laughs> yeah. I actually, on the, um, on the enforcer and the dude, he's the one that I prefer. He's... Yeah, I didn't think that at the start, to be honest. When I first started watching that show, I was like, I like Russell. And now I'm like, shut up, Russell, let Morris suck. <laughs> well, he just comes across as a much more relaxed sort of guy. Russell's like, always very like, ah. Oh. But he's, not really... Russell's short, he's angry, he's a short little angry man. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so, are you pumped for Bathurst next? 
in a fortnight. Not this. Yeah. Not next weekend. Weekend after. Yeah, man, that's gonna be sick. Like, really looking forward to it. Just because. What do you plan for? What are you doing for Bathurst? You're gonna have a Bathurst day party at your place? Oh yeah, man. I'm gonna get all my friend over. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll probably just buy a bunch of beer and cook an entire chicken and watch some racing. <laughs> Sounds good. I gotta hit JD up again. Gotta get the smoker around here. Yeah. Just, oh, I could do Bathurst uh, ribs again. Bathurst ribs are always good. Yeah. I see. I want to cook a pie again, but I know JD wants to smoke meat. So Make I don't know. Meat pie. Nah, because then by the time it's finished smoking, then I got to then bake a pie. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I don't <laughs> want to make a pie. I want to eat. This smells really good. I, I, I personally would go for the smoked meat over the pie. Yeah, Bathurst yeah. pie was always a good tradition. It was a good tradition because <laughs> I could make it while inside instead of having to run outside. And remember, guys, daylight savings is about to come over and screw up your day. <laughs> oh yeah, when does that happen? Real soon, doesn't it? I think it either happens next weekend. Or the weekend of Bathurst? Weekend of Bathurst almost falls on a public holiday in Queensland. I was like, God damn it. That'd be so good if it did. Yeah, well, because I remember last year, it was the Sunday of Bathurst is the day that changed to daylight savings. And we don't have daylight savings here in the Territory. And my phone changed over. So it is, uh, yeah. it's, it's the Sunday, no. isn't it? Or the sad, no, it's this Sunday coming. Ah, uh, okay. Bathurst so. is the 13th, so it'll be... You won't miss the start. <laughs> Good. It's only... What are they, an hour and a half ahead? Yeah, they jump through a lot, eh? Yeah, because you're <sighs> half an hour behind here. Mm. And then, yeah, the, for some reason... Working in Tweed Heads. That was so weird. Like, when we went to Newcastle and we drove down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we got across the border. We, like, wait. we drove, like, an hour out of your house, stopped at a servo, and I'm like, man, this servo is really busy compared to the one over there. He's like, oh, because it's 7 o'clock here, and it's yeah. only 6.30 over there or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't realize that quite straight away, though, either. It's like, oh, hold on a minute. That's right, because... This magical lie that doesn't exist. The time's yeah. an hour ahead. Um, Works well if you're working in New South Wales and live in Queensland, no? Eh? I knock off to... early. You have to start early or do you start on Queensland time? <laughs> well, I'm going to leave home on Queensland time, isn't it? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's not my fault that when I get back. <laughs> so uh, I'm back well, from the time warp. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll kind of quickly wrap we're going to wrap up this episode. It's going to be a shorter episode, but it's a fun one, a bit more laid back. You know, yeah, just, uh, it was just, an interesting race. I think we covered everything that needed to be covered. Pretty much was that. That was it. Um, JD's pick for this next round is he's going to go Chaz Mostert and I can't remember who Chaz has teamed up with. Who's Chaz teamed up with? Um, um, I can't even remember. Hold on. You got mechanical keyboard too, eh? Yeah, click it a clack, clack, clack. I don't know. It doesn't actually. It doesn't matter. So anyway, I mean, I know I could probably find this out somewhere, but I can't be bothered googling at the moment. So he's going to go Chaz Mostert and Sebastian Vettel because remember 
the Japanese Grand Prix is going to be on at the same time as Bathurst, so we need two screens set up. Yeah, yeah, sweet. I'll, I'll be good for that. Are you are going to... Yeah. Moffat, maybe? Yeah, he probably is, because he was with Moffat last year. That would make sense, because I don't remember any change. If it changes, uh, like he's with him this year, I reckon Moffat. Your, your tips for this next races are... I'm going SVG for Bathurst because of the experience of Tanda. Like, it's a pretty good combo, not that I... That hurts, that hurts you deep down, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It is literally a hole burning in my chest right now, so goodbye. Um, <laughs> and Leclerc for wherever the next F1 race is. Japan. Ah, right, Japan, that's right. We were just talking about that. But yeah, yeah, I reckon SVG's in with a good shot because they'll make a good team. Yep. And then I'm going to go Win Cup and Lounds because you can't really go past them at Bathurst. No, I reckon and, you've got the pick, eh? <laughs> and um, I'm going to go Max Verstappen for the Formula One because, well, they took engine penalties this race. That's something we didn't talk about. They right. all, the, all the Hondas took engine penalties this week because they all took an upgrade designed for the Japanese Grand Prix because they want to obviously be very strong at home. Ah, so you take the upgrade, take the hit round before. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because if they're like, yeah, we got a new engine in Japan, we're all starting from the back. Yeah. yeah no. Oh, well, that, that's probably a good shout. Because uh, well, i got to do something, because hopefully I get a point for Win Cup and Lounds, and JD's still one point ahead. I don't know where I am. I don't now, know. I'm, I'm going to ask you, and I'm not going to ask JD. So JD picked Leclerc for points, right? Now, we used to say don't pick Mercedes because they were the fastest car and they drove away with everything. We're really battling for third. Now Ferrari are definitely the fastest car and they threw that race win away. Should we award JD a point for getting third when he should have won that race? No, because I feel Good like answer. it's in a similar situation with me where I didn't get the point. <laughs> Good answer, good answer. JD, you're not getting a point. We oh, and it's all on me because I answered the question. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I said no, then he's yeah, just no. going to blame me and say, oh, of course you said no. That's not how it went down, though. So, <laughs> Because I oh. thought you were on for a point. I was like, there you go. Here we go. Because we worked out last week, you were still in with a fighting chance. You just got to nail it. Yeah, you got to nail it. <laughs> like, ooh. Then he picks Vettel, like, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> You're six points behind, but there's still, I think we worked out like 15 points up for grabs. All right. So no one's really McLaughlin to this one yet. Yeah, yeah. Now, we should go into Gold Coast. That's not too far off, man. Yeah, I know. That's something like what my old man was talking to me the other day, like three, maybe four weeks away. What are we doing? I've bought flights. That's all I've done. Oh, we just need to get general admin tickets. I don't even have an admin ticket yet. I booked the hotel, so that's sweet. We're like, we're uh, way closer to the track this time too, and just across the road from Mad Burgers. So. Awesome. That's that's the main point. See, I reckon when we go to Calypso next year, we should stay closer to that Burger Theory place. Hasn't your old man sorted a place though? Oh yeah, he has. All right, it's actually closer to the gate instead of the burger place, but whatever. If it's close to the gate, it should be close to the burger place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The burger place is actually pretty good. I want to go back there for those burgers now. Yeah, I'm kind of hungry. I was gonna get... 
I've I've had too many beers. I'm gonna get Uber Eats. I've got Uber Eats here now. And what can you get? Like Pizza Hut or something? <laughs> I can get Red Rooster, Subway, and one other salad place. Red Rooster goes right. I got Uber Eats. Red. I walked to Red Rooster the other night actually, which is. If you know me well enough, you're like, what did you do that for? <laughs> I was about to ask that. <laughs> I don't know. It's just this weird mood. I'm like, I'm going to walk up to Red Rooster. And then walking to Red Rooster of all places. There was Carl's Jr. right there. All right. <laughs> 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 uh, well, I'm going to wrap this episode up because we're now talking about Uber Eats and getting food. And There's we're a not whole on other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Mitch, for filling in. Really do appreciate last minute call up. So it's good to see, like as JD was saying, you got your finances ready, you got the good program ready. So you're in. I told you, my family has more money than Jack Smith's. (laughs) (laughs) We own a spaceship. Screw you, Trey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. If you have anything you want to write in, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or hit us up on email. Email is breaking late at gmail.com, or you can just go to our website, breakinglate.com. Thank you, guys. We'll see you in a fortnight's time after the Bathurst 1000 and the Japanese Grand Prix. See ya. See ya.